It's a gazebo, Mom. It's bullshit. My name is Matthew Kroll. And this motherfucker's leaking hamburger helper. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film. It. It's really hard to Google it, by the way. It really is. <laughs> yeah, really. And when you're talking about it, you're you're doing it twice. You're doing like this weird double talk thing. Yeah, you know, like no matter it, what. You kind of always have to go it, uh, yeah. you know, like hide yeah. the movie. And it is really good or it is really bad. And it and it is this and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. It's it's, it's We're going to be doing that a lot, a lot, a lot on this episode. How are you, Shahir? I'm good. I'm good. By the time this episode drops, yes. Automatica will be out. I know that's I'm doing like a weird time travel time thing. Time travel. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for pr- for pumping it, and hopefully our I believe our aliens episode with uh, Nigel Stanford yes, and Tamar Savan is out. It was out. good. I hope you guys liked that. We recorded that what in December or January? Oh, God, I don't it was know. long time ago. It was like it was the it was the summer of two thousand and three. I don't know about that far <laughs> ago, but uh, yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, if you haven't watched Automatica yet, please go check it out. Uh, Google it. Find it on the on the YouTube. Go to Nigel Stanford's website, nigelstanford.com. You can go to my website, shahirdowd.com. You don't well. go to my website because it's not there. Put it on your website. <laughs> um, Fine, I'll put it on my website. At this point, you're pretty much an associate producer. Anyway. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be great. What's the thing in Hollywood that you give your uh, you give your secretary and associates producer credit instead of a rise? Right. Uh, instead of a raise. A raise. <laughs> instead of a rise. Uh, so it 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 it. 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 Stephen King's it. I, you noticed I brought the book here. You did. And I'm, I'm Are not, you going to swear in it like the Bible? You keep putting your hand <laughs> on it. I keep putting it. my hand on it. No, I'm just using it as a doorstop because this thing is a behemoth. I don't know what it was for you as a kid. Did you read this when you were younger? Yeah, or? yeah like a long time ago. Did you make it through it? Yeah. Yeah. I I can't, honestly, because I, I, I remember carrying this around in my book bag. And is like, that the same one? No, this is not the same one. <laughs> <laughs> that one will be in New Zealand in in pieces somewhere in a in a garage cover uh, coated in dust. A garage, garage. Um, but I remember it had the, the original uh, print had uh, like these creepy eyes in the um, in the sewer that I used to draw. Okay, like I would like you know like try to yep. you know recreate that, recreate it so to speak. Um, I can't remember if I finished this. I remember it was a thing where I was like, I wanted to finish it, but I honestly can't remember if I did. Yeah. And that it brings me, it's an interesting meta commentary on something that happens in the book that I thought was in when, when, when like revisiting the whole it mythology again, it was like, Oh yeah, the kids forget the whole it story. And I wonder if that's a, like a commentary on what it's like to grow up. Yeah. I think it, I, well, I honestly, that's a hundred percent what King has said in the past that he wanted it to sort of be the, when it talks, Talks about the kids to the adults, and we won't even get into. The, well, we maybe we will later. The whole oh, we're, we're going to get into oh, it. Oh Jesus! Yeah, we're going to get right up in its guts. Oh, just like that <laughs> rebar. <laughs> Um, so you, you read it when you were young. Yeah. 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 What uh, you, what, I mean, I mean, we, 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 this is a second Stephen King of the summer yeah, episode. Yeah. Uh, so did strange. we talk about your Stephen, you know, like your Stephen King history? I read, I read the, the, the classics, the yeah. King classics. So like, uh, Pet Cemetery and, uh, The Stand. I never read The Stand. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like King's writing. I'm surprised I didn't do The Dark Towers. Um, I, I just, you read the, com- you read the Marvel series, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the prequel stuff that they, he helped yeah. with. Um, I I like King's writing. King is very good at um how writing do I put a lot. It? Yeah, like <laughs> like being very descriptive. He's not great with endings. Right. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh because after you realize that you can sort of enjoy it more. Hmm. Uh, not it in general, just it as in his writing. <laughs> right, right, right. And I haven't read a Stephen King book in a while. I picked up uh, Stephen King's it, uh, you know, like uh, sometimes in your apartment building, someone will be throwing out books and and someone did. And I was like, oh, I will read that at some point. And lo and behold, I never did. Hmm. Um, 
I, I, I did go through like a big Stephen King period, you know, like, um, I went through a bunch of the short stories, misery, the dark half, um, Cujo? no, not Cujo, Christine. I definitely did. No. Um, Tommy knockers, uh, uh, that whole period, mm-hmm. um, was, a you know, like was, was, was definitely important. And it was one of them, but yeah, I, I have got, I, I, I stopped. There's a point at which where I think everyone, Unless you really get into his writing, you just kind of grow out of his writing. Yeah, and um, I would be curious to revisit him. I to in order to prep for this podcast, I I went back and read some of it, just some passages, mainly the dirty stuff. I was just looking for the nudie parts, but um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I would have guessed that anyway. You didn't have to explicitly say <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but uh, I, you know, like this is the summer of Stephen King, isn't it? This is like the, it was the summer of Stephen King. I mean, but okay, in the spectrum of Stephen King, hard. Yeah, there, there, there is like there is the psychological tormented horror that is that gets to your soul, the sure. kind of the Shawshank Redemption, the misery, uh-huh. and then there's the supernatural, the the Christines, the the what was the car? I forgot the car. Oh uh, wow! Uh, what was the? No, Christine was the car. Carrie was the yeah, yeah, was yeah, the yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I like the fact that they all tie back into Dark Tower. Right, yeah, yeah. The uh, Dark Tower is like the the big central phallic sphere, you love know, phallic me, tower. Love me some universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that. The, well, I guess that's what they're trying to do now. Well, I mean, he did it. King did it. King yeah. used a Dark Tower, but I believe like every every one of his things is referenced somewhere in the Dark Tower series. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I I um I think what drew me when I was younger was obviously Pennywise from the TV movie. Right, Tim uh, Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. Uh, so good, so yeah. scary, so ever immortalized. Yeah, it, yeah. it's and and uh, Skarsgård does a. I mean, I know we're sure to jump it in, but he does a respectable job. I think Skarsgård uh, does an amazing yeah, he job. Does, he it. does a really, really strong gig. Yeah. We'll get into that more, but I, I think that it's always been Pennywise, right? For right. me, like that's always been the. It, it's the story's mascot, even though that's not its real visage. No, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it, but but that's what we will remember it as. That's the every time, uh, especially in both versions of the film, uh, when it's like has to revert back to a certain thing, it always goes back to Pennywise. Yeah, and Pennywise is certainly the iconic thing. I mean, the, the mi- clown. Yeah, the miniseries itself, I think, has to hinge on Pennywise because it's like so. Um, it's so, you know, like there's not a lot of money back then, you know, you couldn't do like a, well, they did do a big, you know, yeah. stop motion spider yep. at some point, but, um, you know, uh, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to, I'm going to read from the, from the book just really quickly. Okay. And I, and I, it's because this is page 12 of the book. There was a clown in the storm drain. The light in there was far from good, but it was good enough so that George Denver was sure of what he was seeing. George. It was a clown. Like in the circus or on TV. In fact, he looked like a cross between Bozo and Clarabelle, who talked by honking his, or was it her? George was never really sure of gender. Horn on Howdy Doody Saturday mornings. Buffalo Bob was just what was just about the only one who could understand Clarabelle, and that always cracked George up. The face of the clown in the storm drain was white. There were funny tufts of red hair on either side of his bald head, and there was a big clown smile painted over his mouth. If George had been inhibiting uh, inhibiting a, a later year, he would have surely thought of Ronald McDonald before Bozo or Clarabelle. That's the clown. Yeah. Did the clown scare you? Yeah. And Ed, did clowns scare you in general? No. No. Well, because this is a demon that's yeah. pretending to be a clown. So yeah, it's scary. It's clowns scary. have never clowns have never bugged me. I think um I do like <sighs> there's something weird about clowns, and it's not <laughs> and it's not but, but it's also not something that I'm scared of. Like right. it, it's 
it's a it's a dying art. It's not a dying art. How do I put it? It's um. Well, let's put it this way. The Clown Association or whatever, there is a, an agency that sort of like, uh, or almost like a clown union, was very upset with the new film it because <laughs> it was causing their number, like their their business to drop. Not the years of like people being scared of clowns. Well, this, but this movie, this movie in particular, I mean, the TV series had its hand too, but this one is a kind of a, of, of a, of a juggernaut right now. It's kind of, a, it is kind of amazing. Yeah. So when I, I texted you when I went to see the movie, because I, I decided to go see it on a Saturday night. And we they were like I I looked at the at the screenings and I was like, hey, this movie's playing every fifteen minutes, which is really strange yeah. for for it. And again, I don't watch for the September. Yeah, for September. And I don't watch the trailer, so I was like, I'd heard that the, the that the trailers were good and people were interested in seeing the film, but I didn't realize how interested they were in seeing the film. Yeah. A, and as it turned out, when I got to the movie theater, this is the first movie in a long time that I've been to where. Every screening was sold out and every screening had a line outside the theater for about an hour before the movie. We actually ended up waiting like, because we missed our screening because it was sold out. So we had to go to the, you know, the next one, which was about 30 minutes later. And we were waiting in line for an hour before the movie. And, um, and it's nuts. That's like Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like going to see Jurassic Park again, which I was like. This is, is it the new Jurassic Park? Well, and why wasn't the Dark Tower the new Jurassic well, Park? Well, there's a lot of we <laughs> yeah. went over that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the budget for this film was only 35 mil. Pretty pretty low. Pretty lean, my yeah. friend. It has made overall worldwide as of now 198 and a half million dollars. Think they're going to do the sequel? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, look, I don't know. You know what it might be? What what is it? The trailers looked good. There's yeah. no question that the trailers looked good and scary, and we all know that people will show up for even shitty horror movies. Um, but it's also that bit of familiarity with people our age and maybe a little younger that had the TV series or even fans of the book. Like, there's a lot of cross section, right? And I feel like that garnered um, a lot of goodwill in a sense because Pennywise, even if you haven't seen it, you know that clown image, right? So like when you start seeing things like it again. Uh, it definitely, and there's, it's almost like, it's almost like a franchise type thing. It's not, but the, the, the interesting part is like, it has Pennywise has brand recognition. I guess my other thing was, I want subcultural brand recognition. To be honest with you, this was the, like, there hasn't actually been a major tentpole blockbuster release for a few weeks. Uh, like I would say Dunkirk on July 21st was kind of the last big tentpole. Like uh, Atomic Blonde came out, but it wasn't like a huge right. hullabaloo. The right. Dark Tower came out. Nobody cared. No one gave uh, Animal Creation. Nobody cared. Logan's Lucky was the biggest w- w- movie that came out the weekend after that. And maybe the Hitman's Bodyguard. Terminator 2 and 3D. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Maybe it was just a, a big enough gap of not enough tent poles. And so, you know, there was like this one movie that kind of everyone gravitated towards. May, I mean, maybe that's part of it. I, I just think <sighs> like it wasn't a Spider-Man right before it, or if it didn't, it didn't come out against the Spider-Man or anything. Sure. Like well, that. it came out at the right time. There's yeah. no question, but I also think that we've proven that people aren't showing up to the movies as much as they did anymore anyway. So I think it's a combination of sort of all the things we've said. I will say that because, uh, the original, um, uh, what's it called? Um, the miniseries? No, the, sorry. The screening that I wanted to see. I went, um, on last night <laughs> and uh we went and we tried to get to the 715 show it was sold out so then we had to do oh you had the same experience yeah, yeah. so then we had to do the imax 
Oh, really? Uh, and I will say this. This is what I know I've been giving theaters a lot of shit lately. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Kipps Bay, which I argue is the best theater in New York City, uh, best major chain theater in New York City. Really? The AMC Kipps Bay? Yep. You would say that one over yep. the over the Lincoln Square? Yes, I would. Oh, really? Uh, okay. They've had more consistent quality than even Lincoln Square. And Lincoln Square is great. But it's not a real IMAX at Kipps Bay. No, it's not. It's, it's Limax. IMAX, yeah. But... Uh, so it's obviously this film isn't shot in IMAX, mm-hmm. uh, but but it looked great and the sound was tuned perfectly. And right. and, and and this movie has incredible sound. Yeah. It does wonderful tricks with the surround. It it really makes it really gives you that sort of in it experience. In it and with and, uh, in it. <laughs> yeah. And we did. We're getting into it. Yeah. And uh, it it uh, try it it succeeded. I would say in giving you. I think the things that like Christopher Nolan and all these people want these things to do, even in Limax, like it, it enveloped you in the world of the film. Well, and there's a lot of aspects to why that is, but the picture and the sound especially really did, did help it. I mean, I do want to send a special shout out to the cinematographer, uh, Ch- I'm going to pronounce his name, Chung Hoon Chung, yep. who uh, has shot a lot of stuff for, um, for Chanwok Park, including Old Boy, uh, Stoker, The Handmaiden. I could see all uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So really, really great cinematographer who, you know, like just elevates this world into, you know, like for, for, for ostensibly like a kind of summer kids movie, It's it's got a definite world feel. A summer to, kids movie? Yeah, as in... As in a movie about kids during summer, not oh. not as in a summer. I was kids. gonna say what, but it has like that. Uh, we we are going through the experience of uh, reliving our 1980s nostalgia, and this encapsulates that 1980s nostalgia not just through color palette, but also through one thing that I like. A lot of cinematographers don't get credit for is image shape. Okay, and what I mean by that is like you know the classic sort of. Um, the classic theory of painting, you know, the, the light and shadow. Yeah. And, and, and this is a film which uses light and shadow, like, like, and, and the, the scenes that I really think about work well in that, in that respect are scenes inside their garage, uh, mm-hmm. where, where the, the scenes are primarily lit garage garage, which would you prefer? I, I just, I think it's good. I, I prefer the second, but I like the first, <laughs> um, where, where things are lit entirely by a single, single source, which means that the, the light has to fall off. Now, uh, you know, like a, a sort of television trope of that would be was the would be to introduce lights into the room so that you see everything and and you just kind of introduce a bit of shading. But this really has light falling off to darkness. He painted it, the shit out of the bit with that. Yeah, light. and it and it allows you to kind of it, what good horror movies do gives you that sense of like oh there's this foreboding space where I don't know what's in that space and it always tends to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, that's probably where my praise will stop. But <laughs> okay. Uh, you want me to read the movie description? Yeah. Tell us, tell us about it. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> a group of bullied kids band together when a shape-shifting demon taking the appearance of a clown begins hunting children. Begins hunting children? It feels like they do it every 26 Uh Yeah. He didn't begin. <laughs> he began his like uh, seventh season. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Like a mini series, uh, like yeah. a TV show of it. Like, Where they have like, to keep fighting it? Well, they're like they didn't. 1980. What was it? No. When, when did the, it was 2000, 1990 was when the miniseries came out, which yeah. is exactly 27 years yep. from now. Oh my God. It's come back. Illuminati. It's come back. Uh, it always comes back. Matt, uh, tell me what you think. Uh, look, I, uh, I liked it overall. Okay. I did. Uh, I want to say, first of all, the performances, both from the kids and from, uh, Skarsgård, the dude, Pennywise is, 
This is as good, if not better. I'm sorry than than even Tim Curry's. Like, I think so. I think he was so good and creepy, uh, and it just fit everything I wanted him. I wanted it to be uh, to a T. And the kids all played their roles wonderfully, um, with the exception. No, actually, there's not exception. This is more of a writing issue that I had. The kid from um, from Stranger, from Stranger Things, uh, who Finn. Finn Wolfhard? You didn't like him? No, no, I liked him. Yeah. Uh, but the what I didn't like was I felt like, and I know the character's written this way, uh, but it uh, it seemed like the the juvenile humor of his like was like just cut like three of the jokes out right, and you'd right. be fine. Yeah. Like it didn't need it every ten seconds. It actually felt on that that was after watching a clown bite a child's arm <laughs> off in a sewer drain. Honestly, the dialogue from that character just spouting juvenile shit at a breakneck speed mm. felt less believable. Okay. Um, so, but I mean, that, that's not, a, I don't think that's a performance thing. I think that's a scripting and editing thing. Okay. Um, I really, uh, again, I said the sound design was wonderful. The special effects, let's talk about that real quick. While I, I mean, they were really good mm -hmm. and they felt like they were in the space, like they were lived in along with the, the light painting that you mentioned, like yeah. they blended with that very well. Uh, I, I, I kind of wish there was more practical stuff. Okay. Um, because I've noticed in horror movies, look, the, the jump scares, you're going to get me the yeah. tension with sound and, and movement and light stuff. You're going to get me. Yeah. But the horror stuff, like when Pennywise, and this isn't really a spoiler, I guess, but like the teeth, his teeth, when they come out yeah, yeah, and a couple other sort of, sort of bits like that, when you see an elongated, that's definitely CG shot. Yeah. That's cool looking to me. Like, and I, oh man, that looked great on a metal cover sort of way. Yeah. A metal album. <laughs> but like, I'm not scared by it. Right. And I think they could have shown a little more, either use a little bit more practical effects, which seemed to get me more or shown a little more restraint in showing the, a little less, showing, showing a little less of the yeah. craziness until maybe the very end. Okay. Um, so that, that again, sort of threw me. And then I feel like, um, the pacing, uh, was kind of broken a couple different places. Mm -hmm. I feel like the beginning, the first act, the first third, I think is the film's weakest. First third. Okay. So, so it's all the establishing stuff, yeah. but what, but it doesn't establish the world. Well, it's establishing the characters well, but it doesn't really establish the world at all outside of the kid who sits in the library all the time learning about it. But then he sort of you glean yeah. a little bit. Then he, the history of dairy in the second act. He informs them yeah, once they all being, get together, being, being handsome, the, uh, the chubby checker, I feel as though like, and then with the, and with that in mind, the other thing that threw me out even more than, murderous zombie clown women climbing climbing out of paintings and shit no no but there, there's zombies that chase people in this are there zombies they were like in the sewer they were like the zombie oh, yeah, people yeah, and then the there was the leper the, the, the kid yeah, yeah the kid they were sort of the kids yeah, yeah. uh we it, all float down we there. all float down here uh it's it's so weird because like they just didn't the world itself wasn't set up now in the book i know they do this that that the the one of the powers you even eventually find out of it mm -hmm. is to uh make uh adults forget that it exists so all they would do is just put up wanted posters or not wanted uh missing posters of children but then they wouldn't like remember. really remember yeah. or act like it was a problem or continue to hunt it like that was kind of that was it one of its abilities yeah and this never really touches on that so it just seems like the parents don't give a shit right but they're they're, they're not existent yeah other than one or two small scenes yeah so that threw me off because like i was just like where like no one cares like yeah. it's very strange and uh i also felt like uh it, it, it just the 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 way it presented all the kids seeing it yeah 
felt too and then kid A sees it and then kid B sees it and then and when you have seven kids or some shit like that you're like okay yeah yeah I get it like yeah. it just felt like and then yeah and then like is it cool sure have I seen it four times already yep yeah so that was uh oh that was a little New Zealand for you yep yep uh Jesus. the <laughs> So yeah, I mean those are pretty much my my first impressions. Um, I I like the changes from the book that they did. Okay. Uh, the and I like the fact that they kept it kids first for chapter one that they're calling yeah, it. Yeah, because it. in the book it was they were inter- intercut intercut between the kids as adults, kids as and that's kids a as kids. great narrative device you could use in, in novels or film. I like it this way. I, yeah, because uh, well I, I, I'll get into this more later, but this is a film that puts character first. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. So okay. that's what I thought. I, again, I thought it was a solid, a solid offering. Yeah. I had an existential crisis watching this movie, okay. which is probably going to overstate what my opinion of it is. But I was sitting there watching it and I was enjoying the idea that ki- that people were lining up to see a movie. Sure. It was like, you know, like, and you read stories. I mean, even, you know, you read stories of people lining up to see The Exorcist, for example. When you and I were growing up, people were lining up to see Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. Terminator 2. And, you know, so there was this, there's this thing about the communal cinematic experience. There's a magic to it. Was, which, is ma- which is magical. So when I was like back in that zone, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, people are lining up. And maybe, and in the most cases when that happens, it's for a good reason. Yeah. You know, people are like lining up because, hey, have you heard about this? It's really cool. You should go check it out. It's quite an experience. I watched the movie. And I think by any metric that I can measure myself objectively as a reviewer, I don't think this is a very good movie. Huh. I think I think it's a it's a it's it may be possible, but I don't think it's a very good movie. And and but but I was enjoying that people were enjoying it. Like it was like okay, cool. I'm glad people are like coming out to see it. But I don't think this is a good movie. And and the existential crisis of this was me going. Maybe I don't understand what movies are anymore. I was kind of sitting there wondering, going, maybe I just don't get what movies are supposed to do. I'll do anymore. you one better. Shahir, you're it. I'm it. But instead of fear, yeah. it's fun. Because oh, you can't have fun. Right, right. But you're gonna you can you can feed off everyone else's fun. But, but it seems like I don't want to feed. I'm like I'm like no, that char- no, no, I'm like I, I'm I'm like that character in Inside Out. I'm like sadness from Inside Out, which is that I just don't want I But want- you even just said you were enjoying that people were enjoying it. Therefore you're feeding off their enjoyment and fun. Sure. I'll let you have that. Well, <laughs> congratulations to you. Yay. Uh, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I because I, I, I don't think this is a good movie. And and what I mean by that is I think um, I think it's a challenging job to adapt this novel. And I think this, this movie does some really smart things in order to do that. It, it condenses it down, as you said, to the single narrative of the kids versus the, yeah. the, the uh, versus it, which unfortunately is going to paint them into an interesting space in the second film, unless they start doing the flashbacks in the second film, you know, like if they start basically playing both because w- both from the miniseries and the book, I remember like when they're grown up reconfronting it, it's not as interesting. Yeah. Um, but so, so I think that's, that's incredibly challenging. I think, I think from a visual point of view, um, you know, uh, the director, uh, uh, Andy Muschietti does a really good job of like forming the world as in, I feel like this is a lived in, breathed in world, but I don't, there's a thing where, you know, like you said to yourself as well, where there's this repetitious structure to this thing where every character encounters it at some point. And each of those encounters is basically a long scare scene. And the problem is, is if, 
I, I didn't find any of those particularly scary. Right. I don't think um, this is a scary film. Yeah. And I, and th- there's this thing, you know, like where I was like, Oh, if everything is scary, then nothing is scary. And, and while I think Skarsgård's performance as uh, Pennywise is really onto something like he's, he's, he's playing it as, you know, because, because it, we don't, you know, it has a metaphysical existence as we know it from the book. So he's basically playing like an alien playing a clown, which I thought was kind of interesting. You know, like he's got these sort of like weird buck teeth, like rat's teeth Mm -hmm. and he's drooling and, you know, here, Georgie, take it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, but I didn't, the, the problem is, I, I didn't find this movie to be compelling in any way in which I think it should have been. And I think that, that I think some people are taking away from it. Now, if people are taking this away, great. Um, which is that the, there should be an emotional bond between the characters that carries you through the movie. And that should be what this film is about. And I didn't feel that emotional bond at all. Oh, see, I did. This is what I was going to say. And yeah. this is sort of, maybe we'll have a interesting uh, two, two points. Actually, let me, let me touch on something before what you said. And then I'll jump that. I'm just going to touch it, it all touch, over. Yeah. yeah touch. It. Um, <laughs> so uh, I went to see this film with a, a very uh, lovely young lady mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she was scared. Okay. Uh, and there's no, and this movie has scares to it. I don't want to say I I, I wasn't scared from it, and yeah. that's not in a boastful way. I think a lot a lot of people in this theater were scared. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, that to me, I feel like I'm too. So when you just said, oh, but you don't really understand. You don't know if you know what film is anymore. Mm. I don't know if I uh, if I am mm. fully affected by this style of horror. Right. I can be affected by psychological horror. Right. Uh, I don't think I'm affected by monster horror that did not affect me as a child. I mean, uh, now, now let me sort of yeah. finish up. So like the, the, while I appreciated the, the, the scares and everything and how I can look at it and be like, this is scary. Yeah. I'm not scared. Yeah. Uh, I, a lot of friends on social media were saying there was this article. It might've been on Reddit too. How, it didn't scare them because as they're getting older and, and becoming an adult, the real world is so scary. Like their nightmares actually are about like practical things and not monsters anymore. Right. Like it, the, the, the darkness behind the closet is more scary than seeing the monster. Uh, but even beyond that, like Equifax uh, leaking all those social security numbers yeah. is more terrifying. And I will have nightmares about that as opposed to a fictitious uh, demonic clown. Well, there's a clown that we should all be scared of right now. But, yeah. <laughs> and he's got the nukes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so there's that. Um, so I do think this movie does have scares and I do think, uh, a lot of people found it scary. Right. I just don't know if we're that demographic. Anymore. Well, here's the interesting thing is I took my wife to see this film and, you know, I've been trying to like, um, trying to find the movie for her and, and it's still not, how have you not done this yet? You've been married for a while now for the movie of this summer of 2017 oh. summer. And I, I, and I, uh, I'm batting pretty low here. Like I think the big sick was the winner, but she didn't like outright love that movie. She just thought it was like, Oh, that's a good time at the movies. Um, and Shivali wasn't scared. Uh, we, so there was, there's a brutality to the first scene, which is tough for any parent to watch. Um, so, so we were, we were actually both kind of cringed in horror at the first scene because the fact that we have a young child at home, a young boy, and we were kind of like thinking about it, just, you know, you just do that thing, which is anytime you see a child in terror, you imagine your child. Um, so, so we were just watching that thinking about our yeah. child. And, and so that scene is brutal from that perspective, from, you know, the, from the point of view as a parent. And, and I admit she was kind of like, 
Um, you know, and then I said, oh, by the way, this movie's really scary just as it was starting, which was like, wait, what? Um, but and how so, did she know it wasn't scary? Yeah, I, I tried, you know, she's, I, I tried to remind her, you know, I was like, you saw it when you were a kid. It's a remake of that. She was like, yeah, I vaguely remember. And then like, you know, we got in there and she was like, oh, the clown. Oh God. Oh, this thing. Well, she went in with predetermined ilk yeah, for it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, you know, and then the brutal scene happened and then the first scare happened. And then I think the thing is, the thing that I'm talking about happened to her, which was, it was like, like, um, after the first scare, which was like, oh, there, there's some sort of like peripheral thrills that you get from this where it's like, oh yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to do a big jump scare, yes, I'm going to jump. But eventually if you do it 10 times, you know, seven <laughs> times, a row, yeah, seven times in a row, I just start getting bored. And I, and I, and I think the problem there is, is that those, the, it's not seven, it's probably, it's five scenes where everyone, uh, you know, encounters it at some point. None of those kind of contribute to a collective story that these characters have together. Like none of them actually like, like these characters still live within their own bubbles and then they, they're suddenly thrust together. I guess the thing is stranger things, which obviously is this weird cyclical um, product. yeah. Yeah. Based a lot on it does that job of the interrelationships much better. And I know it's a, it's a TV show. It has 10 hours or so to do it. It has 10 hours to do it, but that's, but that's the problem where I was kind of going, maybe I don't understand movies anymore. And maybe I'm, I'm like, cause I, I sit there and watch this and go, I would much rather watch stranger Things, which I didn't love stranger things, by the way, I kind of liked stranger things. I admired it. I thought it did a really good job at what it did. It was, it just wasn't my favorite thing of the summer. You're, you're just living (laughs) in the upside down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But, but, but so the thing is the interrelationships between all of these kids, which is what this should be about doesn't exist for me. And then, and then when you counterpunch that with, um, a scary visceral thrill, which kind of wears its welcome at the 20 minute mark, you're kind of left with not a lot to like latch onto. And that's the point where I'm going, huh, I actually don't think this is a good movie. I'm glad people are enjoying it. But for example, when I saw you're the, a fun it, but when I saw the conjuring a couple of years ago, I think that's a great movie. I think it's a freaking fantastic movie and it does scares better. So, and it's a bitter human story. Here, oh no. It's okay. a way so, better so, human so story. I think, this. I think there's definitely, it's a good movie. There's no question. This is something that I, I do want to sort of say, cause I completely agree with you with the repetition. There's but no, do you, would you agree that conjuring is a bit of movie than it? Uh, no, really? No, you didn't, you didn't enjoy the conjuring. It was fine. It was right. fine. The, the, what I really liked about about this film, about it, uh, is kind of the opposite of what you've just said. So, despite the repetition, despite the the problems in the story structure, um, I felt like that the 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 friendship of these kids and and the character development that they did, I felt was really strong. Now, this is where I think what threw you because it threw me too. It mm-hmm. has very the, the monster has very little to do with getting these kids together. Happenstance from bullies, yeah, <laughs> gets the kids together. And I gotta say, the bully story is the most baffling part of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hundred percent. Like, and that's that's a. Contrib- I, I don't I don't care about the bully. I, I like try to develop it, but then it's not. And then he turns into like a weird mini boss, and who gives a shit? Yeah, like uh, so th- like there's things like that that are definitely problems. There's yeah. there's no I'm yeah. not debating that. It's th- but what I liked about this film that so many horror movies uh don't do and i and and i'm conjuring did to a point i think Mm -hmm. it developed characters not only the kids and everything that you that i cared about right 
It got them together in a realistic way, even though it was perfunctory to the actual monster plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gave kind of, if not backstory by any means, really, well, a little bit throughout. But but it, the monster, had a character. And the, it was it was everything sort of together. This movie focused on character characters way more than than uh, any other horror movie bothers to do, because normally people are disposable. People die. It's like they just have to set it up, get you to care about them just enough. So you're like, oh, it sucks. That person's dead. Like this movie like took its time to actually like make me care about uh, the kid who is a hypochondriac and like all this other stuff. So like I. I really appreciated that. And even let's even dig a little bit further. So it, the monster is obviously, uh, a, 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 let's call it a demon for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, it's something that's uh, ageless. It's been on earth as long as, you know, whatever has, it was in this place before the settlers settled dairy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you look at it, it's, it's it, how it feeds, how it survives is fear. That's did you, but do you, do you sort of get that from the film? Yes. What scenes tell you that when Pennywise talks about feeding off their fear and when the kids talk about how that, that has to happen, like there's a couple moments where it does happen. But my point is this it's, I'm looking at Pennywise. Interestingly enough, even though he's the villain, there's no question. It doesn't, it's not evil just to be evil. It's not a ghost. That's just fucking with people because it's like wronged or whatever. This is an animal. It at the, is a, is a interdimensional animal and its food source is fear. So I might even go back to the life episode that we did about Calvin. Right. Calvin was the monster was the alien that they named in the thing. But even the characters were like, Oh my God, fuck. Like, I know I can't hate this thing because of whatever that that's a different thing with the characters realizing that I'm having that same thing. It's so weird that life, a movie that did not score very high in the summer is kind of a baseline for, for I know it's so weird. Alien horror. Yeah. Um, (laughs) the, the, so like I look at it, even though it's a, if it's monstrous, but it's still an animal that's just hungry and there's something to that but don't you think it's also tormenting them like like to feed it's It's the same way and it's the same way and this sucks but here we go uh people used to and probably still do torture baby calves to get the most tender veal like it's this it's predatory action it's it's this tastes better if you're afraid right and that is something that is very animalistic and is something that while is is awful and horrible for the for the victim is a food source right and that to me like but I that, like I don't I, I don't think that 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 sort of rationalization that you're speaking about in terms of like in life where it's like I can't hate this because of yeah. you know they like, don't they, it's not, I don't it's, think, not I as, it's not as on the head but they take enough time to develop that it's been here forever and it feeds on fear and like whatever and the kids because they're kids and they're not thinking on this sort of high level and who would in that actual situation in fact I think it's kind of funny in life even though I like that moment that the scientists well they're scientists I yeah, guess that's yeah. why they're doing it. these are kids yeah um that have been tortured uh so I don't know I just so, I like I like it when this yeah. is my point. Uh, nowhere really other than like flashbacks of how the ghost or the monster in any of these fucking haunt movies that come out, uh, even conjuring mm-hmm. to be honest, like, do I give a shit about the ghost? Do I give a shit about the antagonist of the film right. that I just don't care? I don't give a fuck. I've never even tried to rationalize with why, like they'll, they'll give you a flashback and it'll be like, so-and-so did this and then was tortured by their grandmother and thrown down a well. I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, this is something that at least 
I can be like, I understand how an animal works. Right. And I like that. It's this weird sort of honest, like it's them or me. And I'm going to, I'm going to do me. And the kids are the same way by the end of the film, which I really like. I guess the part problem there is that I think the parameters for what it can do and can't do are really not clear in this film. It's nebulous. It's interdimensional. It, it's it, but but you know like and we're not used to that. But also like you know like for example Nightmare on Elm Street the whole the parameter for he like has dreams it, there's rules yeah there's there's rules to it you basically it's only in a dream and you and the movie kind of shifts out of that when when it is tormenting these kids I'm like well you could just kill them but it, not, it feeds on the fear it. But I'm not, but I don't think that the film kind of establishes that other than it does in the third act in the third act. Yeah, right. but, but, and, but and, and, you're not going to give away every piece of information but, in the first act. But then the interesting thing is in the miniseries, for example, there's a point at which where the kids make the realization that in order to defeat it, we need to overcome our fear. And yeah. that becomes a central metaphor in this film. They kind of just beat it up by the end of it. You know, like, well, they say that they're not afraid and they're, they're not, not afraid, but, yeah. but, but you know, like there's this moment in the miniseries where basically, uh, one of the kids, the, the, the hypochondriac runs up to, to to Tim Curry and goes, "This is battery acid, you 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 clown, or something like that." And he holds up his uh, asthma inhaler, and he the pro, the the thing is he hasn't done anything to his to his inhaler. It's now that he has the belief that it is is enough to defeat the clown, and it's a it's a moment where we realize this is the parameter for which you defeat it. And I don't think the film kind of sets up the parameters for how to kill it what it can do, how to prevent it from getting at you. Like, I think it does. I think it does. And here's a, here's a, here's a case. I was going to say how, but, 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 well, let me, let me finish here. Here's a, here's a case that example, like Beverly has her entire, um, she, she goes into a bathroom and suddenly, you know, like, uh, the, the, the image of, uh, blood kind of yep. flies up through the, through the sink and covers her entire room and a metaphor and, and, and yeah, of course. Yeah. And, um, the, the, the other kids can see it. The parents can't see it, but, but that doesn't like a scene later on, like two or three scenes later on, she's having a bath in that same bathtub. And I'm like, oh, well, so if by herself as well. So like if, if oh, that's, can, that's at the end of the movie. No, it's before they kill the clown. So it's like if 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 the clown can come at you at any moment, why is it this moment isn't, you know, you feel safe and fine? Well, because because they that was after the first time they go to the house, right? And then they came back. There's yeah, that's that's where that I was. I can't but it was so, it, it so, was not the end of the movie. No, 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 I know that. So so my mistake from before. Uh the they beat they kind of defeat it kind of once they send it skulking back into the well and they're not sure if it's dead and then they decide we need to make sure it's dead so they kind of end up at like a half sort of uh okayness this is the part i will a hundred percent um sort of jump on board with with how uh structurally it doesn't entirely work uh well actually because she's taking the bath and then she leaves right and then that's when that's when pennywise comes back for her and like kidnaps her yeah, and, and but it's like you know if you've had this traumatic experience in this bathtub that had to be cleaned up before. Technically, she wasn't in the bathtub; it was just the bathroom. The, oh. Also, that whole also that whole house for her was a traumatic experience. Okay, so. sure, but 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 if when can it come at you and when can it come at you? I think they 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 assumed that it was weak enough where or it was either weak enough or dead. <laughs> the, 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 here's the thing. Um, so uh, sorry, I want to go back to you said a lot of points. The the I don't think the power set is is established well mm-hmm. um i i think its history is established fine i think its weakness is established fine they do talk about the fear thing now is it as overt as the miniseries no but uh 
the inhaler part obviously is gone. I think that uh, the moment that the kid's like, oh, now I just got to kill this fucking clown. Right. Like, that's a moment where beating it up is actually like okay because they're not like it's terrifying there's no question that it's terrifying but they're like this like you know what fuck they're just so fucking over it and it's that weird sort of like turning like your your childlike horrors don't actually mean shit and you can just go and you can attack it with all your might to try to survive and i really like that right um i don't like the uh how it's uh, like the it it doesn't quite it well actually it doesn't need to I was gonna say I didn't like how it didn't explain the floating I don't mind that it doesn't I think it's just sort of it's like a spider saving its food source for later, sure. um, I, which we don't see the spider in this no in this which version. I'm glad yeah. I I don't need I've seen enough she loves in my entire yeah. in my day I don't need I don't right. need more uh I think that uh it it just it it overall it <laughs> and mm-hmm. it in it uh really did work for me along with the narrative sort of um. The, the the change in the kids from just being terrified of all because all the fears are are obviously toward the characters individual lives and are kind of metaphors for things that they're going through individually does richie uh the kid who says i have to kill this fucking clown does he have a scene where he sees the clown other than the the haunted house thing you know that he goes into uh no uh, i don't not. i don't think he does so so the problem for me is that when he says now i'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown that doesn't ring to me as like a character who's like well he was locked his- he was locked in a room the first time with yeah, all but the it- clowns that one, but he see, he didn't seem like overly terrified. He was like, oh fuck, I just got to get out of this kind of thing. He doesn't seem like, you know, like, well, like he's got to get no, over he was this. He was when he encountered the entire room if of Stan, clowns with the if, doll. If Stanley, the guy who, who's afraid of the Jewish poster, like said that line, I would kind of buy it a little more because that makes more sense. Sure, that I'll kid. give you that. I mean, you know that's what fine. I mean? And, and I think but I bought a, it there, enough. There's a muddle of, of character motivations. And it's, it, this is that point where I'm kind of like, there's a muddle at all. They're, they're, they're afraid that they're not, and they're going to kill it. Right. They're going to kill it. But, but there's no, I, I don't think the film sits up the parameters for how to kill it and what it is wants and what it does to them. Like it, 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 it's, it seems to have seen, and the, the closest thing I would kind of like, uh, like think about it was, was when we watched mission impossible like years ago, oh, God. like a, a couple of years ago, mission impossible six, I think it was, or whatever it was. Five. And, and, and I think, you know, like my feeling about that was that it was just a series of scenes that kind of loosely fit you know, like, uh, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Then we're going to bang out of this and we're done. And I kind of felt that way. That's the way this film operated, which was like, he's going to get scared. He's going to get scared. He's going to get scared. They're going to come together and, you know, then they're going to beat up the monster and, and then that's it. And, and I didn't feel like, I didn't feel that there was much more to this than that. And, and I didn't even, and to be fair, I think that's what stranger things does, but the, there's a sincerity to the interrelationships in stranger things, which I feel kind of holds all of that together, which isn't present here. I think it's present enough. I think what I don't like, I keep going back to sort of little bits. I don't like, I don't like that Bev is the prize throughout. I I think that's fucking old trope. And again, this is in the book book and I understand Uh, the, the, so she gets kidnapped kidnapped yeah uh by it for yeah. whatever reason brings back and she's you know floating or whatever she sees the dead lights yeah. yeah uh and uh then that's what galvanizes that actually mm-hmm. is what galvanizes the group to be brave and go back even even the asthma kid and e- mm-hmm. like all of them get together because of that right and i like 
I like that from a, they took our friend. That's a very stranger things thing too. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at it in the context of where the book was and where it kind of goes eventually that they didn't include in the movie. I don't like Bev as the, as the idea. Of I don't think prize. that actually even happens in the book. I don't think Bev gets taken. I, I, I don't someone remember. will have to write us yeah. in on at only movie podcast so, at gmail about that. But, yeah. but the other thing is the thing that really like when I was watching, I was just going, I just don't understand this. And it seems badly done is the bully characters is the, the yeah. Harry Bauer, Brower Bauer, which again, i I get confused because in Stephen King's stand by me, the kid that they're trying to find the dead kid is Ray Brower. And I was like, Oh, is this the same kid? You know, like that, that Stephen King universe, but this is just this, this whole plot line, which is kind of one of the, you know, there's, there's it. And then there's the bully. This whole plot line just falls so flat yeah. that it like it, it, it all makes, of his stuff in the third act could have been cut. Uh, it's it's it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like this kid is a sociopath upon sociopath. Like he's literally he's he's homicidal to these kids. So it's not it goes beyond like I want to be a bully kind of thing. And then you know like it's interesting because later on he becomes like possessed by it again the parameters for how it works are really strange and why does he need this kid to do that instead of just doing it himself kind of thing i know it happens in the book but again you're the thing is if it's you, if you sowing, don't, it's sowing the oats of fear and actually if you I, don't I, know the book that's the thing if you don't know the book if you don't know the world if you're walking cold and you're just watching this movie as a movie i think i think it's i don't I don't think it's very clear what it is, how it works and how they killed it other than beating it up with some sticks. I think it's much clearer than a lot of horror films that is it clearer than get out. Oh, I thought we were talking about supernatural. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, is it clear? I, okay. Well, I mean, you, you're not a fan of, uh, the conjuring. I am a fan of the conjuring, but it is, it, it does have a clearer sort of set. Cause how do they beat it in conjuring? It's, um, fuck. It, it's a position film. So it's about them actually having to like drive the demon out of the sure, house. Sure. Sure. So yeah. there's rules that they set up and like, yada, yeah, yada, yada. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's the, kind of parameters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, look, I really like for lack of a better term, Cthulhu-esque beings that sure. we cannot fully understand. I like those too. I This movie gave me enough of its weakness to... Now, now I don't need to know how it does what it does. It manipulates reality. That's what it does. Okay. Uh, and it plants seeds to... It plants seeds of people in, in doubt and fear to make them more afraid, to make them more delicious so it can eventually eat their fear. I think if, if I was to guess... And now, granted, this film doesn't... I th- again, I do believe that the bully in the third act is super profound yeah uh but if i had to guess that does the bully because it knows that it wants because it's watched the bully beat him up it was waving a, a, a dead hand while the while the kid was getting but beat Mike, to shit hold Mike on let me let me not him. i know let me finish i'm saying the, the it knows the bully hates the kids right okay so it can use the bully to instill more fear for it so that's why it turns him into more of a of a bit of a killer and i don't think he needed much of a push it needed a children's show to tell you to kill your dad yeah uh Again, I just don't, I don't have a problem with its power set because its power set is omniscience. Its power set is whatever. If you believe what's happening, then it's happening. And in the the second you're not afraid anymore, it loses its power. Do you think that anyone watching this movie cold, not knowing the book, not knowing that there's going to be a sequel or whatever, understands because and this is flat because my wife was like you know at the end of it i was like oh yeah it's a metaphysical alien being or a metaphysical being that comes from some other dimension she was like really i thought it was just like a monster clown and it was like and I, i was like oh yeah i don't think this movie actually says anything about its metaphysical abilities 
it's just a monster clown, right? I got, I still, uh, it's interesting. I'd have to watch it again to see. Uh, I know it talks about the the first instance, what recorded other than the 71 or 91 yeah. uh, settlers that disappeared. Yeah. Bloody but by but the would well. you get like this metaphysical alien, like it's, this isn't actually its form kind of thing. It is like I honestly bigger think, than to your be mind. Honest, I, I don't think, no, no, but I don't think you need to. I think it's enjoyable. It's extra enjoyable because we kind of knew. I bet you in number two, yeah. I bet you that's going to become right. much more prevalent. But and I think in they this were saving film, that. Yeah, but I don't think it matters. It's it's a it's a But that's the thing you said you liked. The the Cthulhu kind of like character, right? But you can but that that's my whole point about yeah. the Cthulhu like character. You don't know what it can do. You know it is bigger than you as far as uh, a presence. Right. And you know it's fucking terrifying. Like that's what I'm talking about like a Cthulhu S monster. I'm like he, Cthulhu fucking eats worlds and shit. You don't yeah. really know how. Like it's just uh it's very it's 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 a bit of a it's like outer space and i know the the film's not saying it's like outer space but like that's the level of fear it's this level of unknown like i don't know and then to be brave and fight off fear in on that level of just uncertainty is is the one of the bravest things i could possibly think because if you like formulate if you have enough knowledge to formulate a plan and do all this stuff that's very smart it's also brave i just think that this is almost bravery as in faith as in like we are with through our uh combined efforts yeah. as friends we can defeat this thing i guess i guess uh i would agree with that but i don't think that's this film like i, I think, do I, I think this film i think it's between the lines know, i really i, I really I, do I, I don't because i think this film is kind of also saying you can beat it up with sticks it lives in the sewer it's over there you can kill it but also it's metaphysical like it can appear in front of you at will it can throw blood up on your wall but you know, maybe it won't this time around. And I think that uncertainty, that un, that lack of clarity as to what it is and how it works makes the film like kind of float <laughs> for, for like yeah. a bit of a float in a weird way that, 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 that makes me kind of not care. And no, I'm, I just, I'm, I I'm glad that you enjoyed it and I'm glad that people are enjoying it. But I think you by, don't sound glad. Yeah. By any metric that I would say as a reviewer, and if anyone's listening to this podcast from my opinion on this movie, I don't think this is a good movie. I don't think this is uh, a very memorable movie. I think it is a movie that has, some some interesting ideas, but half baked interesting ideas, you know. And I don't think they're executed uh, with a, a level of clarity that makes it a must see. I'm kind of I'm curious as to you know why, and, and I think that's why I pointed to like the weekend um, releases why this is the movie that people are clamoring to at this moment. But, you know, like I, I spoke to a couple of um, theater workers when I was there and they were like, oh, there's just no other movie, no other big tentpole movie around this period. And I don't, I, so I don't, I you don't. You spoke to some theater workers and they're like, listen, dude, I make minimum wage. What the fuck do you? No, no, it was literally a guy. I was like, I was like, why, why is everyone here? And he goes, literally, he was like, I don't think there's any other big movies out this weekend that anyone wants to like go and see. He's like, this is just a big movie that's come out and it's got word of mouth at this point and people want to, you know, it's, it's good enough for a lineup. And, and that's my thing with this movie. And that was the, the, you know, that point, that existential crisis moment where I had, which was like, I don't think it's a good movie, but maybe it's good enough for like, I just, you know, like if you just want to get a couple of cheap scares in and that's what it is, I, I don't feel emotionally risen. I, I don't feel like the ending is emotionally risen. I don't feel that their interrelationships are emotionally risen. I don't think that the weight of Georgie's death 
carries much throughout this film. Oh, I as, do. I as, think for his brother it does, absolutely. I, but I don't think that that carries through this film. This, it's, it's trying to deal, do so much that by the time we see Bill at the end killing him with a cattle prod yeah. at the end, it doesn't really oh, I, mean or say much. I 100% disagree. I think okay. I think with that character, I think that kid, I got to get his name. Bill uh, Denver? Is that the actor's that's name? That's the act. No, that's the character's Bill name. Bill Denver. Uh, Jaden. Jaden. Yeah. Live. Li- wow. Yeah. Lieben her. Uh, I think uh, he does that. He, he pulls off the kid who's obsessed with his brother's death at first very well. I think he pulls off the sort of, uh, you know, like still believing he could be okay. And then doing the twist of like, Oh fuck, he's not. And then having that moment, I think, I think he fucking nails that. I don't, I don't think that's the, that's his character's uh, right. catalyst. I don't think that's the group's catalyst. Right. Um, I think, I mean, you, you, you pretty much summed up. I mean, th- would you call what you just said your final thoughts? I could go into mine. We're almost, we're almost wrapping it up here. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I look, I, I enjoy that people are enjoying this movie. I think it's great. Um, that, that there's a big, especially a horror movie that is as stylish as this one is and is, as, as features a performance at the, at the, at the center of it. That's so unusual, interesting. And, and, and dare I say, kind of really, I guess the word for it is just goes for it. You know, like it really, what, what Bill Skarsgård is doing as Pennywise the Clown really goes for it and and really works. And I've, unfortunately, the only thing is, is like, now this guy might get typecast as killer clowns and might be the next Joker. Who knows? I don't know. Um, really, by the way, uh, this the Pennywise was originally going to be played by Will Poulter, uh, who was in Detroit uh, as the as the uh, the yeah. main racist cop. Yeah. And I can kind of like really see I that. See that. Um, I don't think... This is a particularly great movie. Yes, you said that. Uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm also <laughs> wrapping up my final thoughts, uh, as you asked. Um, I don't think it's a particularly great movie, and I don't, by any metric of 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 measurement from a narrative point of view, from an engagement point of view, from a scare point of view, I don't think this film actually operates very well on any of those levels. But if it's good enough to get people in the theater and to 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 go have a cinematic communal experience. Maybe that's good enough, and maybe I just don't understand what a movie is meant to do. But I think, you know, like a film like Get Out, a film like Conjuring, um, I think even a film like Ouija, Origin of Evil, I think so, that that we actually liked. I liked it, but it's it's so cookie cutter. <laughs> um, does you know if if good enough is the metric that you're going for, then I think those movies are better at this. And Get Out is obviously an exceptional film. Yeah, I, I'm not even putting Get Out because Get Out is a psychological thriller with a little bit of a sci-fi. This is more of a supernatural thriller. Mm-hmm. I'm putting this with The Conjuring with other ghosty type like, stories. Uh, the Witch, I think, is an the extraordinary Witch. film. The Witch is and, an extraordinary film. There's no question. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I and this is something I, I should say straight up before I sort of dive into. I feel like it sounds like I'm defending this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, I think it's good. I yeah. think I, I do. I think it's lying around the block. Good. No, I think it has problems. I've talked about the problems I yeah. thought it had, uh, but I do think that, and I hope this is why it's resonating with people. I obviously, I think the timing is something and obviously, you know, th- there's no question about that. And then the word of mouth, but I think why it even resonates with people more than say a conjuring or more than like your standard horror affair yeah. is uh, I, it's just the left. This is a story about a bunch of loser kids that find sort of meaning a little bit in their, in their lives through their friendship and are able to get over their fears uh, one way or another. And now their fears are represented by this, you know, this uh, polydimensional uh, fucking fear beast. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool in its own right. But I do, I stand by the fact with, with a bunch of characters that I do feel like are interesting, have good dynamics, grow and change and an antagonist that 
is is a terror but also understandable in its motives not necessarily how it operates Mm -hmm. i think that is far more interesting and engaging than just oh house is haunted gotta uh gotta uh you know expel the demon uh, with these ancient rites, and it's the only thing. And oh no, it knocked the cross out of his hand, or whatever the fuck like is going on. Like I just, it it felt fresh enough to me uh, to warrant calling it a good film. Is it a great film? No, I don't think it is. I think its pacing problems definitely weigh on it. But um, and I don't think it deserves the the blockbusterness that it's sort of having. But would I say if you like horror movies, should you go see it? Yeah. You fucking go and you enjoy that shit because there's not many horror movies out there that will give you the level of character depth that I think this one did. Um, Yeah. So, uh, guys, I guess this has been the only podcast about the film it yeah and you can uh you can write us in at only movie podcast at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on twitter at only movie pod as people have been doing in response to our can batman be black episode we will get to those next week yeah we'll we'll hopefully try to consolidate those because a lot of messages coming in yep. uh, about that we thank you thank, for listening uh, we were very we we're yeah, very happy with that very happy with that in fact one li- listener on twitter said it was our best episode ever. i know yeah, which that I was, was sweet was, that was sweet and i was like well i think we've done you know pretty good episodes thank along to, the board but, to but damien thanks. and carolina for coming on that was yeah, great yeah. Uh, um, so please do uh, check out that episode and all our previous episodes available at www.onlymoviepodcast.com. Matthew Kroll, yeah. where can people find you on the internet if they wanted to do so? Uh, they can find me at MatthewKroll.com. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com. That's right. I slowed it down this week because people have been giving me shit. Also, you can find me on Twitter at Emperor MSK or Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-Z on Instagram. Shahir, when you're not floating to, where can folks find you? I am crawling under the sores like like luring children in at my website www.shahirdowd.com that's it's sounded- literally just your face <laughs> in a sewer grate yeah with glasses on going hi do you want to see a good movie yeah don't see it no <laughs> shahirdowd.com that's s-h-a-h-i-r-d-a-u-d.com uh, all my life and works are uh, available there as well as links to my twitter and instagram which i don't know why you'd want to have a look at yeah um why not Matt, what you're we- fun and you I, release good robot wait, music wait, 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 wait. What, what did you just say i said you're fun you don't wait, wait what did you just say i said say that again. you're fun you're i'm fun but you don't like fun i think you hate yourself a little bit okay yeah, okay. you can be fun and you can hate fun. I think you've got you a hang. A self- I think you have a hang up about this because uh, about you hating fun. Yeah, I think because you're the only person that mentions this. Of course, there's only you and me in the room. Well, it's funny because I've gotten you to mention it multiple times. So, uh, you know, I think it's uh, hitting a little close to home. I don't is know. You literally <laughs> just said you didn't find this movie fun, but you like that other people had fun. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't find the movie fun. You're a fun monster. Okay, so if I don't like one movie, I don't like fun. No, there's a lot of movies you don't like that prove you don't like fun. We've okay. put a, we have 120. What is this, 121? I don't know what we're up to. <laughs> I think we're going to have fun with next week's movie. Ooh, what's that? Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be Darren Aronofsky's Mother, because it has an exclamation point at the end. Hey, get your fue- get your Fago. Uh, Fuego? I don't know. They I- must be loving this movie. The Insane Clown Posse must be like. Or hating must- it. I don't maybe know. Maybe they're the ones driving the box office. All the Juggaloos are kind of Juggalos. like. Juggalos. are like out there. <laughs> I do like Juggaloo, though. Juggaloo, yeah. yeah. Uh, all the Juggaloos are out there like, you know, like rocking around the block for this movie. They just, they just walk out one side, yep. come back in. Love and it. that's what's insane about being in the Clown Posse. Insane. I, I think you've cracked it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, we will see you. Y'all next week. Mother. Bye. Bye.